Today in Business from Wired. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. Brought to you by Quantic. Lectures, slides upon slides, stuck at your desk. That's old school. It's time for the modern MBA. Quantic is transforming online education with a world-class student network and interactive mobile-first programs that allow you to learn where and when you want. Go to quantic.edu slash wired for more. COVID hits minorities hardest, but data often doesn't show it. Many states are not collecting the race or ethnicity of coronavirus patients, which can make it harder to know the true impact on low-income communities. By Tom Simonite. Transit stations have been quiet lately. But on six days earlier this month, people lined up outside a subway station in San Francisco's largely Hispanic Mission District. They were waiting not for a train, but for a coronavirus test at a white tent staffed by workers from nearby UC San Francisco. The tents were pitched outside the 24th Street BART station to address a pernicious pattern in the COVID-19 outbreak in the U.S. The burden of sickness and death is significantly worse in low-income and minority neighborhoods like the mission, as is the quality of data related to the disease. Inequalities in U.S. healthcare are long-standing and have been sharpened by COVID-19. Low-income and minority communities tend to have greater needs but receive less care due to barriers such as childcare constraints, low-status work, and cost. Those factors have also hindered access to COVID-19 testing making it harder to know the true impact on low-income communities. Compounding the problem, many public health programs are not collecting the data needed to show the pandemic's impact on poor and minority people. We have an incredible bias on our awareness and on any forecasting, says Samuel Scarpino, a professor and epidemiologist at Northeastern. A recent report from the University of Minnesota's Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy warned that a lack of data on how COVID-19 is affecting minority groups is limiting the U.S. response to the disease. More than half of COVID-19 cases reported to the federal government by states through the end of May did not include the patient's race or ethnicity. Without this data, it's hard to say where interventions could be most beneficial, says Angela Ulrich, a research fellow in epidemiology and community health who worked on the report. Another study published last month found evidence that socioeconomic bias is ingrained into the primary federal surveillance program for flu-like illness, Illinet. It has been drafted to help track COVID-19, which often includes flu-like symptoms. 
Scarpino and other researchers examined how well data gathered by the program for the Dallas-Fort Worth area could predict flu-related hospitalizations for different neighborhoods during a five-year period running through 2012. For the highest-income zip codes, the forecasts were good. For the lowest quartile, the forecasts were wildly inaccurate, Scarpino says. I strongly suspect that it is the pattern everywhere. San Francisco's Mission District, one of the city's lowest-income neighborhoods, is a local epicenter of COVID-19 that has also been a pioneer in revealing the skewed impact of the disease. Early in the pandemic, Mission community leaders and staff at UCSF both noticed that many of the people sickened by the new virus were Hispanic, says Susana Rojas, executive director of local nonprofit Cal 24 Latino Cultural District. Her organization is one of several in a local alliance called the Latino Task Force for COVID-19. It teamed up with UCSF to launch a study called Unidos en Salud that offered free testing to everyone in a densely populated zone at the heart of the neighborhood, whether or not they were sick. The results were stunning. Latinx people made up 40% of the nearly 4,000 people tested, but 95% of those who tested positive. Rojas says that's because Latinx residents are more likely to live in more crowded households and to work away from home while others work from home. It was very disheartening to see that our most vulnerable population was the one being most affected, says Rojas. The results led the Latino Task Force for COVID-19 and UCSF to team up again to offer testing at the 24th Street Station this month to try and reach more of the mission's essential workers as they traveled to and from work. Rojas says the Trump administration's immigration policies have made it extra hard to help and gather data from low-income and minority communities. Many mission residents have become more suspicious of officialdom, even healthcare institutions during a deadly pandemic, because they fear attracting the notice of authorities. The findings in San Francisco's Mission District and the study of Illinet, the flu surveillance system, reinforce concerns that inequalities in the U.S. health system pose obstacles to helping communities most at danger from COVID-19. Illinet relies on doctors reporting how many people have sought help with flu symptoms each week. Scarpino believes that could explain why it provided poor visibility into patterns of disease in Dallas-Fort Worth's poorest zip codes, because those residents would be less likely to have insurance or lives that made it easy to seek care. Rojas says that many Latinx residents in San Francisco's Mission District don't visit a doctor often because they lack primary care physicians or insurance, making it less likely they would ever become visible to Illinet. Scarpino says such effects limit how well epidemiologists can map and forecast infectious disease in the U.S. We don't know the limits imposed by that filter we're looking through, he says. Scarpino worked on the study of Illinet with collaborators from the University of Texas at Austin, London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, and Austin care provider Pediatric Healthcare Connection. U.S. COVID-19 surveillance seems unlikely to get more coordinated soon and has moved in the opposite direction. Last month, the Department of Health and Human Services took over responsibility for COVID-19 hospitalization data from the CDC, a decision that surprised public health experts and caused new delays and inaccuracies. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.